Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Kawaii Cast again. I'm Candace. And I am Tyler. So let's go ahead and get started with our anime news. Oh, shit. That was what I forgot to look up. <laughs> okay, go, go ahead with your anime news. I'll look up mine. Yeah. Oh, hold on. My Facebook literally just lost it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, so uh, the lead singer from Kingdom Hearts, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and most recently Pink Blood from Two Year Eternity, uh, Hikaru Utada, recently came out as non-binary. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so one last bit of fun Pride news. I know officially Pride Month is over, but we got that announcement last week, like literally the same day that our, that our last episode aired, so we, we had to wait a week to talk about it on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was really exciting, in my opinion, because you don't hear a lot about uh, how non-binary people are treated in Japanese culture, like... I know there are some countries that don't define non-binary as a legitimate gender option. And I know Japan's one of those that's always been kind of on the fence about it. So to have someone who's had such a big influence on the Japanese music industry come out and say, yeah, I'm not a man or a woman. I'm something in between. I think it's just, it's so fantastic and I'm so happy for them. And... I really hope that their fans will continue to support them. I know that some of their fans have been misgendering them intentionally. Especially obnoxious Western fans. Uh, But hopefully they have more support than hate in this situation. Because I think that's awesome that you can be true to yourself like that. Uh, I'm not really seeing a whole lot, honestly. Everything I'm seeing is just, uh, the, the promo video for this anime. Is, yeah, we yeah. got a lot of those. Yeah, uh, the, in, it's, it's that time of the season. In particular, two major ones dropped. Uh, MAPPA had their really, really long, um press conference event i forget Mm -hmm. exactly what it's called where they dropped the trailer for attack on titans final season second half and the trailer for chainsaw man yeah and i watched both of them and of the two i am ridiculously excited for chainsaw man oh chainsaw man is gonna be popular i know the the manga readers are super hype about the anime so yeah so Look forward to that. I think, I believe that's releasing winter season, I want to say. Maybe fall season? I think uh, fall season. Yeah, fall season will be uh, uh, October, November, December. Yeah, so, so I believe that's going to be fall season, which would put it in the category for uh, the Crunchyroll Awards by the time it comes out. Yeah. Where I know Attack on Titan Part 2 is going to be winter season of 2022 yeah so look forward to both of those there we go yep and my my kuni hero figure went on pre-order <laughs> oh my god <laughs> my, my boy's on pre-order now i mean if we're talking about personal things you know maple from bofuri that nendroid went on pre-order like weeks uh, ago you missed we, your window you so, missed your window so you, don't get to talk so, about you know a couple weeks ago if anyone's internet went out that was me hitting <laughs> that pre-order button that quickly <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I already have Kuni Hero pre-ordered. I'm so excited. Uh, he's my first triple figure uh, pre-order. Three-digit three figure. Yeah, because I've, I've never pre-ordered anything that was more than $100, so... Yeah. Hype. Hype. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> cool beans. With that, uh, let's go ahead. This is actually going to be a two-parter. For one big reason. One, there was a ton of there anime was this so season. so much anime. Uh, so much that we haven't finished everything. <laughs> so we are going to talk about the ones that we have finished, which is mostly Crunchyroll anime. And then next week we are going to try to get caught up on our Funimation and remaining Crunchyroll anime and talk about those. Yes. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with the shows that i know you did not watch yeah you know it's so crazy because like with as many good shows as there are this season it seems like none of the stuff we've been watching is lined up yeah and i don't know how that happened yeah so there was two in particular that i know you did not watch i want to get these out of the way pretty quickly uh because i thought they were both good but i either felt like there just wasn't enough hype surrounding them or they didn't live up to like Top tier expectations, I guess. Uh, so the first was uh, Bakamatsu or Backflip, which Stefan got really mad at me about liking this anime. Uh, so I want to say that anything I liked about this anime probably had nothing to do with actual men's gymnastics. I think that is something that the series failed on, is that it doesn't actually quite go into the sport as much as it should. It's not like a situation like Free or Haikyuu where you can actually learn a lot about the sport. It just kind of like, okay, this is difficult scoring, and honestly, like, I think as a sports anime, it kind of failed in that regard, mostly because I don't know anything more about men's gymnastics now than I knew before going into it, and that is a whole lot of nothing. So, so, so what I'm hearing is you were watching this series for the fan service. It's not even fan servicey is the thing. Like this is basically just slice of life with a sports like attached to it. Like it's not super boy lovey, it's not super shippy like I well, not until the fans get a hold of it that is. Well, that's the thing is I've <laughs> even looked into the fandom because I was curious if people had their ships for this show and Really, no. Like, there's not a lot of shipping or fan service going on in this series. Like, it really is just your basic slice of life. And I think in that regard, it does that pretty well. I think the characters were likable. I think that the show was genuinely fun. I think it's incredibly animated. It's just a really, really bright, joyous, fun anime about boys in high school all trying to play a sport together. But it tries to have these moments of, like, seriousness in it. And I feel like they could have pushed that a little bit more. Like, a lot of the scenarios are cases where, like, if somebody gets hurt, how does that affect the team as a whole? Especially because if you're missing members in your performance, you get docked a ton of points. Like, just not having six members can basically disqualify you from a tournament, even if you're the best performers on the floor. 
And so injuries are a really big deal and performing with an injury can be even worse as you could do irreversible damage to yourself. And these are subjects the show touches on, but I feel like it plays these issues really safe with the coach of the team being the most interesting member of the show, in my opinion. And I just kind of wish we would have got a little bit more of it, I guess. Or I wish they would have taken much bigger risks than they did. Okay. So I think it's cute, but I think it's one of those B-list slice of life that everybody's going to probably check out and then forget about. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it was a bit of a calming palette cleanser anime for me this season and i still stuck through it week to week and i really really like the main characters so okay i just feel like i want a little bit more sport in my sport animes <laughs> that's that's fair yeah i i can understand and if you are gonna fall short on the sports give us a little bit of fan service you know but yeah i i don't think it's bad yeah, it's, that's, it's... that's that's how uh, sports anime focused around female characters, you know, makes up for their lack of you're, uh, sports. You joke, <laughs> but you're not wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's B-tier. I, I think it's better than, like, Ride Your Wave was last season. But yeah. it's not as good as Skate the Infinity. Yeah. So, the next one that I watched that I know you did not watch... This one handles the whole concept of competition and the pressures to improve yourself and the ideas of teamwork. This nailed every single one of those elements. Every subject that this show wanted to talk about, not only did it get into really well, but I'm shocked nobody's talking about this anime. And that is those Snow White notes. Mm-hmm. This anime was incredible. The music is top tier. The fact that they use Burnout Syndrome to play both of the opening songs. This anime actually had two opening songs that they switched back and forth between depending on the subject of the episode. Both actually incorporated the musical instrument that they were using in the series. And just everything about this anime is a reminder that ultimately these stories are supposed to be works of art that teach people about different things in the world that maybe they didn't think about before. And it was also a reminder how a lot of like the hardships of like war and trauma and poverty in Japan aren't that long ago. Japan has really only been considered a major part of the modern world for about a hundred years. Well, I mean, you even think about the the whole, uh, you know, that, like you mentioned, the war thing. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, that was the, the 40s. That was yeah. That was 80 years ago, you yeah. know? Like, well, and you, you think about, like, the 1920s in America, you think about, like, how we were building infrastructure, how we were using cars, how we were, you know, using electricity and lights and communication and all of those things were existing in Japan it was still dirt roads even in Tokyo and it was still hand pushed carts it was still horses it was still very traditional clothing for the most part as well Mm -hmm. they did have some influence from outside countries but for the most part they were still pretty contained and this show does take a segment where we get to see his grandfather's childhood 
and how playing this musical instrument was basically his lifeline just to survive, and how that really wasn't that long ago. Like, we think of that as, like, ancient Japan, and it's not. That's pretty close to modern Japan. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much like your your grandfather's age. Yeah, just about. it was literally his grandfather's age. Yeah. And now he's in Tokyo trying to find his own sound. And what starts off as kind of this journey of an artist just trying to discover himself turns into a teenager being pressured into joining a competition with his fellow students, meaning that he has to reevaluate how other people hear this instrument and how they would play it as newbies who weren't raised by a genius who plays this instrument. Uh, yes. Uh, hazing is very different between, like, the jocks and the, uh, musical nerds, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and one of the people on his team is a jock who was injured and couldn't play soccer anymore and got into this musical instrument because he has a crush on the girl who started the club. And... Yeah, that adds up. (laughs) Yeah. And the way that he can find everybody else's sound and make it work even when they are very inexperienced, but that ultimately it's about finding his own sound. And I think that this series handled its characters and the concept of competition at the same rate that people were praising Yuri on Ice for back in the day. And it shocks me that nobody wants to talk about this anime. All of the things that people said Yuri on Ice did right with figure skating, this anime does right with music. And I feel like if anybody has even the slightest amount of uh, interest in music or Japanese culture or even sports anime in general, you have to go watch this anime. This was easily one of my top favorite shows of the season. It's one that I was super excited to watch every season, and it's one I had nobody to talk to about. (laughs) So please go watch it. I know that it's not one of the most hype shows, but God, it's beautiful. It is absolute art, and I'm upset that it got stuck in this busy season where nobody noticed it. Yeah. So, And it has burnout syndromes! Uh, You're like one of my favorite bands. Burnout Syndrome is cool. Uh, yeah. I believe, last I saw, they're actually doing a, uh, they're going to be part of a concert at... Crunchyroll it... Expo. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of want to get tickets for Crunchyroll Expo <laughs> online now, because it's going to be an online convention again this year. Yes. So I might be in Portland, Oregon that weekend, though. I'll have to look at the dates. Yeah. But yes, so... There you go. Those are the two big ones that I enjoyed. If I think that Backflip was B tier, this one is S tier, easily. So, go watch it so I don't feel alone in the world anymore. Yeah. I know that even Gigguk praised it, alright? And he doesn't praise anything I like, except Thunderbolt Fantasy. Uh, yeah, he's, (laughs) he's, he's got a specific set of tastes. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the ones that you were watching that, you know, I didn't watch. And then we'll get into the ones that we both watched. Uh, well, I think there's the very obvious one of uh, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Yes. I only watched the first episode of this. And the concept of her bullying the main character was a bit much for me to handle. 
Yes, uh, and I com completely understand that. Sometimes she does take it a little bit too far. Yeah. Um, but it really does fall in the category of, like, girl teases the boy she likes. Just like, um, oh, what's that show? Uh, teasing Master Ta Takagi-san. Yeah. Which is really cute. And there's a couple others that are basically, the you know, that same kind of genre. Yeah. And from what I understand, the fans of this show are extremely defensive about the series because they're just like, the quality, the animation quality is good, the writing is solid, it really is like a genuine like love story, and I think these two will probably get nominated for a couple of the year of the Crunchyroll Awards. Uh, my reasons for not watching were personal, not critical. Yeah, um, and, and it really, it is a love story, yeah. mind you, it, it, it is. Uh, like, there are moments, like, normally she's teasing the boy, you know, but every so often he'll say something that just causes her to, like, get really embarrassed and blush, and it's like, oh my god, you know, like, it's, it's just, it's cute moments like that that make the show. Yeah. Uh, I think my only other issue with this was people making a meme about how the other girls were harassing him and be like, oh, Japanese people are weak because... They consider a girl trying to, or girls trying to get a guy to grab their boobs to be harassment, and blah blah blah. I'm like, that is harassment. Uh, yeah. That is literally <laughs> sexual harassment. If two guys were trying to force a girl to touch them, all of you would be up in arms about it. Two girls trying to force a guy to touch them is equally as bad. Yeah. Let me put that out there <laughs> right now. Yes. So. <laughs> Do not defend sexual harassment just because it was a funny scene in your favorite anime. Like, um, let's yeah. see some some other shows that I was watching. Uh, I mean, there's uh, Iruma Kun, Welcome to Demon School, uh, but that one is continuing on into the summer season as well. So <laughs> I I won't talk about that too much. And then, oh boy, let's see. I mean, there really wasn't, like, a ton that was... I mean, obviously, there's 86. Honestly, I'm surprised you were sleeping on this so, one. So, 86 Eight is one that I will be binge-watching this week. Yes, so so we'll talk more about it, you know, next week. But, like, oh my god. I really do feel it's right up your alley. Mm -hmm. Like I, like I said, I'm surprised you slept on this one. Yeah, and I wasn't intending on sleeping on this one. Uh, I just fell behind and then got caught up with the things that I was already watching so this was one that i had every intention of actually sitting down and watching it it's the same thing that happened with me with re-zero last season <laughs> and my hero academia this season yeah i'm, I'm caught up on my hero i'm not <laughs> so hopefully i'll get caught up on that one as well but so much anime so little time mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm not crazy about this season of My Hero Academia. So I know everybody's like losing their shit over the recent events of the manga, but I've been spoiled for that already. And even I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get back into My Hero. Like, yeah, it's just not exciting for me anymore. I'll I'll give it a my best shot, but that's that's fair. Yeah. So we'll talk more about 86 next week because I I am planning on binge watching that one. Yeah. But moving on to one, I'm pretty sure that's the last one that you watched that I haven't. Uh, I mean, I watched the, uh, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. How did that one turn out? It's okay. 
It's it's just kind of a cute little like um, it is an isekai, mm-hmm. but pretty much anything beyond the first level it do- or the first episode, it doesn't come across as an isekai at all. Mm-hmm. They mention that she goes over, and then it's like never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, otherwise, it's 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 just this uh, you know this girl. She's she's a witch. She gets put in this new world and she's she got a few skills that made her basically immortal mm-hmm. you know so she's been killed you know just doing the base bare minimum of killing like three slimes every day to get enough money to live off of you know and just be a, you know have a super relaxing life yeah and then of course all these sorts of random shenanigans happen and she's forced into it i see so so it's fun but, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's an outstanding series. Yeah. So let's get into a controversial subject, an anime that both of us dropped, actually. I mentioned that I dropped this last <coughs> season, and you actually dropped it this season. And then the entire anime community went crazy over how bad the animation what like dipped. And that was, so I'm a spider, so what? Yeah. Uh, I saw the human battle that everybody was talking about. And everybody's like, I can't believe the animation looks this awful. And my thought was, why are you surprised this is the same team that did Berserk 2017? Oof. So, I actually always thought the animation in this show was kind of cheesy. The animation has never been good in this show, to be honest. I feel like they got away with it for so long because they were animating animals and monsters as opposed to humans, but the moment the shift turned to humans, it became far more uncanny and far more noticeable. So, yeah, yeah, I I do know that the series gained a lot of negative controversy just because the supposed dip in quality, and I don't want to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so. I, I'm I'm not gonna blame uh, the the dip in animation quality. I mean, I'm sure that plays a factor in it, but I dropped it before you know that mm-hmm. happened. You know, yeah, and and so for me, it really was like I'm I'm reading the light novels. I'm absolutely loving them. Mm-hmm. The light novels are fantastic. The anime just, I don't know, it kind of glosses over some issues and it just omits other issues and it, every everything kind of rearranged in in little ways mm-hmm. to, to, you know, away, away from the way the light novel is, that it just, it, it lost my attention. Ah, the Persona 5, the animation syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, like, uh, with... Um, that time I was reincarnated as a slime, I've mentioned this before, it is really accurate to the light novels. Mm-hmm. You know, there is some rearranging of events, but the way they do it in the anime doesn't affect the overall story. Like, it yeah. even enhances it in some ways. You know, it, it it's the way it works. Yeah, like they kind of have like a retrospect version of the storyline and they're handling the direction very well. Yeah, whereas yeah. with Spider, it... It's it, it just doesn't work. It, it feels you know, careless. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, because that's exactly how I felt about P5A. So it was like, it, I could talk for years about the shit anime 
or animation quality in P5A, but ultimately the reason it failed was because they just didn't understand how to handle the source material in such a small amount of time yeah. to tell the story. Uh, so, in other words, just go read the light novel. <laughs> yes. So, I will I will agree with that. I felt the show was a bit stale. And I, I was forgiving the animation quality because I'm like, I want this to be just a fun anime about a spider girl. And unfortunately, I, I couldn't stay interested. Yeah. So... Uh, with that, let's actually get into the shows that we did watch together. Yes. Or at least at the, the same time. At least, at least some of them. Yeah, we didn't watch them together together. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones we were both watching. Yes. Uh, since I already mentioned it, let's get started with Thunderbolt Fantasy. Yes, Thunderbolt Fantasy. Because, oh my god. So I was really concerned this season about Thunderbolt Fantasy because... I wasn't enjoying it as much as I thought I would. There was a lot of moments where I'm just like, this is genius. Like, the Nendroid placement in it. So Yeah. Um, starting off, it, I was having a hard time, you know, with it. Like, it wasn't capturing my attention. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even towards, towards the middle, it, it was starting to lose me in some places. Yeah, like, it had these moments that are just like, this is fucking brilliant. For those of you who don't know, this entire show is animated with puppets. And there is actually an episode where they use real nendroids of the characters as props in the series. Yeah. And it is so fantastic and it is so hilarious and is so in character. And it even kind of dips a little bit into uh, Lin's backstory by placing the idea that he can create magical items like that. And has some, like, knowledge on how to use magic. Mm-hmm. And it just... It's all so great. I think that the highlight of the middle for me was when uh, Shofu Khan and Rofuyo are in hell fighting the, like, just random demon squad. Just the peons down there. That fighting sequence of the two of them actually fighting together, it made me realize we have not seen these two fight together yet. Like, we did at the end of the second movie, like, there was a scene where all three of them were fighting together, but that was mostly just Rofuyo coming in and flaunting how powerful he is in his new awakened form. This was the first time we got to see them use, like, their abilities, like, in sync with each other. Like, they have a lot of experience, they clearly have the upper hand against these demons, and they are just doing everything by the book. And it was so great, easily the best fight of this season. But yeah, it kind of dipped after that. Like, it felt like all the characters were disconnected. I got so fucking tired of the Void Junction. That that was the hardest part for me. The Void Junction was like, it was just... Boring. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt like Ken's character kind of got swept under the rug. I felt like Lin was just being like kind of this... I don't know, like there was a point where I'm just like, I just... Lin doesn't feel like Lin to me anymore, and... He, he felt like he was being more more passive... Yeah. ...than, than like, his previous antics in, in previous seasons. Yeah, and it felt like Sho's biggest role in the middle was mostly, like, just dumping information on the audience. And so there was a point where I'm just like, wow, this doesn't feel like Thunderbolt Fantasy anymore. 
And then there's one point where Lin is captured by the enemy, and I'm just like, oh my god, do I actually feel bad for Lin? <laughs> like, this is crazy. And then the next episode, uh, I learned my lesson, don't ever fucking feel bad for Lin. <laughs> Never feel bad for Lin. The last two episodes absolutely picked up all of those things that were wrong with it, and it shook them all up in a little jar, and it laid them all out like it was some fancy poker table at Vegas, and everything came together so perfectly. I felt like the last two episodes were absolutely brilliant. These were the writing team at their absolute best. And I feel like, I can't but feel like a lot of the issues that we had in the middle of the season may have been issues due to the pandemic and not having as many writers or like people who can use the puppets or even the fact that they can't have people look, working the puppets in the same area. Look. I've seen the behind the scenes. How hard can it be to throw a puppet across the screen? Okay, come on. There was a really funny uh, behind the scenes where they actually, it was the shot where Lin is chained to the wall and he's like going crazy and he's trying to like save himself or break himself free. Uh, the chains actually broke when they were recording that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so they actually did have a lot of technical problems. Uh, mostly, I think a lot of the restrictions were things like they couldn't stand too close to each other, and with how much the puppets need to be like right next to each other. I I imagine with any sort of pu- like puppetry show, there's there's gonna be a lot of like problems that come up. Yeah. Like how how many issues do you think Leica Studios comes up with in each of their, you know, stop motion movies? The thing is, Leica can build an entire scene with one person, though. Like, it's a lot of work, but it really is, like, one or two people basically manipulating the scene at a time. They could have the whole, like, studio just, like, five people in a room where Thunderbolt Fantasy, there could be three people working one puppet at the same time. Like, these, this isn't quite the same thing as stop motion, so they have to be in close quarters with each other. They have to be able to be comfortable, like, pushing against each other, basically face-to-face all the time. And during a pandemic... So so they just, they need a new strategy. What they need to do <laughs> is they need to have one guy up in the rafter with some strings, like a marionette. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do believe that was one of the biggest reasons why this show... Like, this season feels different from the previous seasons is because they were very restricted on what they could do. Yeah. And this meant less action scenes, less intimate scenes between the characters, various things like that. So they really had to play with the characters being scattered a lot more. And like I said, I think the last two episodes brought all that together so fantastically. Uh, The ending made me want to scream in the most positive way because... Oh boy, they left on such a cliffhanger. My poor boy was just tortured this entire season. It it genuinely hurt to see how much pain he went through, and I already need season four to be announced. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Knowing the formula, we'll probably get another movie between the two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then hopefully... They, they dropped the announcement for season four. This is definitely going to get another season. Uh, does this one have, um, like, a source material, or is it an OG? It's net? OG. Okay. Yeah, so they're they're allowed to play with it however they want. You can even tell, like, things have definitely changed. Like, it seemed like season one, 
they started it with the idea that this could be a standalone thing, but then by season two, they're just like, okay, we're gonna keep dropping cliffhangers at the end of every season and movie to keep people coming back. Okay. So, yeah, I think season two is still my favorite season, but I, I am happy they were able to give us a good third season. And it did conclude some character arcs that I just felt like these characters had overstayed their welcome, so to find out that they will not be in the next season is a good thing. Uh, also, they somehow managed to kill a character off screen without killing him off screen. Yeah. Yeah, which is super weird. <laughs> so they did it. They said they couldn't be done, but they did it. And they better re-release those Nendroids because they <laughs> right? can't advertise them like that and not re-release them. <laughs> that really was probably <laughs> the best form of advertisement you could do. Yeah, especially the smug cat face. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and move on to the next show that we were both watching. Um, Let's start with shows that are actually finished before talking about ones that are going to be continuing. Uh, let's talk about Slime Diaries, because we'll yeah. talk about slime as well. Sli- more slime. All more the slime, because we'll be getting more slime next season. Yes. This one is concluded, though. Yeah, Slime Diaries is concluded. Um, that being said, it it isn't original. There is a Slime Diaries light novel, so it does have source material. It's not just like a, a cheesy spinoff. Yeah. I mean, it the is... The light novel it, is a cheesy it, spinoff. It is a cheesy spinoff, but it's not a cheesy spinoff because the anime got so popular. Yeah. Well, I don't think this would have been animated if the anime weren't popular, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised how good the production of this was. I felt like some of the character designs were a bit too cutesy compared to their alternate, like, main series forms. Uh, I mean, you, wait wait for the, the second part of the main series, and then we'll see uh, all of them get, like super buff and you know their basic demon forms you know uh forms yeah uh i really loved this look into some of the characters though like uh your otp really got a shine in this oh my god i love them so hard i didn't know why you shipped them so much until i saw the show i'm like okay tyler's right they're cute (laughs) right come on and she is absolutely like your type of best girl for these kind of shows so it makes sense yeah (laughs) tyler's into the lizard women it's it's the horns and, and the teeth and the tails. What what can I say? They shed their skin every, when they get bigger. You know? Erotic. <laughs> Sometimes they eat it. It's really good for their protein. Oh. <laughs> Ruining lizard women for Tyler. No, you're making it better. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I really, really liked uh, just the fact that this basically covered like a year's worth of time. I do think this takes place between seasons one and season two. Like It, it does. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, I know the, the main series doesn't show it, but uh, you are... Like, like, it doesn't show the expanse of time that, mm-hmm. that happens between, you know, Rimuru's adventures He's basically been over there for, like, three years now. Yeah. You know, and, and with all of the the events that have condensed, you know, that have happened, it's all condensed into, you know, one anime s- season. 
and it doesn't seem like it's you know six months one year or whatever but but he has been over there for like three years yeah uh i was surprised that the kids didn't get any kind of cameo appearance in this but i'm also kind of glad because frankly i thought the whole teacher arc was the weakest part of this series yeah so like i don't really care too much for about the kids honestly Uh, i mean from my understanding is at least one of them plays a very major role later on in the series but i think that's fine like i i'm not saying like oh just dump the kids never let's never see them again but i just felt like the writing in their arc was pretty weak yeah so uh i i mentioned this before this is basically like token rabu hanamaru but with slime characters and since i love both of those things this was kind of the perfect anime. Yeah, so. uh, like each each episode is kind of a, a series of like four small episodes, you know. Yeah, I didn't like Milam though. Like, Milam I was, is. Uh, I was hoping this season would help me. She's problematic. I was hoping this season would make me like Milam. Like, if I got to see her like in a more slice of life setting, I think I dislike her more now. <laughs> I don't like Milam. I want to. She's cute. Yeah. But I don't like Milam. All right. Yeah. I, li- I like all the other characters, so. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow the fact that the one character can't cook, that joke never gets old. Shion? Yeah. Yeah. Shion's cooking is shit. Forever and, and always. And that joke never gets old. Forever and always. So. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when ben- Benny Maru has to eat it. <laughs> Rip. Good thing he has poison resistance. <laughs> uh, does he have... I guess he does yeah, now. Yeah, he does. It mentioned that that was one of the things he got when the whole town of Tempest evolved with Rimuru. Yeah. He got poisoned. That was, that was it. Resistance. Which means... I, I think that means he can't get drunk now either. I know, I know in the light novel, it mentions um, at some point, Rimuru thinks to himself, like, like oh... I should have had all of those people eating Xion's cooking to get poison resistance. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't, but he thought it. Yeah. He's not that mean, apparently. No, he's too nice. (laughs) Except to Benny Maru, but Benny Maru deserved it. He 100% (laughs) brought it on himself. So let's go ahead and talk about the next anime that both of us watched, which concluded this season. Uh, that would be Zombieland Saga. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. That ending, though. That ending, Fuck. though. So we talked about Zombieland Saga a lot last week. Uh, the things we loved about this season, the things we disliked about this season. Uh, there was more positive than negatives, and genuinely, I do think season two was stronger than season one, which is saying a lot, because season one was basically the perfect anime, in my opinion. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think that that final episode, you can tell how much love and care went into that episode, and you can also tell that there was just a lot of, like, themes of how the Japanese community tends to come together during times of crisis to help out their own, but also how much the world would come together in that situation. And they use this cheesy idea that idols would bring the world together, but... It worked so well, especially... I I believe idols would bring the world together. (laughs) (laughs) Especially during a time when the whole world has come together for issues like this. So, I... 
I love the fact that they treated the final episode like an actual concert as well. Like it wasn't just like one song and done. It actually like highlighted each character's strength as the center. It brought back some old songs. It included new songs. All of the new dance routines were completely new. The way that people were handling the pen lights, like everything about it felt like a real concert. Yeah. And even the encore part felt like a very real idol concert as well. Uh, I loved, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, your favorite. Tai Yamada. The legendary Tai Yamada. I loved the legendary Tai Yamada calling out to the audience between the right. songs. That is really stuff that does happen at like idol concerts and stuff like that is the members do get the audience involved and they'll usually play like repeating games like I say this you say that kind of stuff and yeah I love that it was Tai Yamada leaving leading the audience game yes it's just it's just come to like show that their fans just accept them for who they are that we don't care about idols being these perfect individuals so much as them being individual personalities yeah and yeah absolutely perfect ending I was like, how are they ever going to make a season three of this? And then they dropped the UFO <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Season three. Season three. Season three. <laughs> so that's another one I already need a next season announcement for that we know is going to get one. Uh, it's it's gonna uh, change genres, and instead of being an idol anime, it's gonna be a uh, horror survival. <laughs> it's already kind of horror survival. <laughs> so, so idols are gonna get so big that the whole universe is going to have to take care of them, because now everybody's out to get Saga. Yeah, Saga really is cursed. <laughs> uh. Yeah, absolutely top tier. Go Mappa. Keep doing what you're doing. You clearly know what where you stand. So hey, they keep throwing these curveballs at us, and I we're know, we're God. still just eating that shit up. We got Zombieland Saga. We had Jujutsu Kaisen. We have Chainsaw Man, Attack on Titan. Like they're just absolute fire right now. They were like, Ufa Table has Demon Slayer. That's cute. That's cute. Quick. Release the release yeah. the zombies. Break glass in case of UFO table getting anime of the year. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mappa just owns the entire anime community at this point. So let's go ahead and move on because I I don't know what else to say about Zombieland Saga other than just. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of hard when we spoke about it so much last week. Yeah, and it's literally perfect. So. Um, uh, Tokyo Revengers? That one's continuing, so I want to save that one and the other one for last. Let's talk about Odd Taxi. Ah, uh, yes, Odd Taxi. This may be... This one was wild. This may be the best anime of the season. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, anybody who is sticking with their pride and saying that they won't watch Odd Taxi no matter how much... Annie tubers and podcasters tell them they should go watch it. Uh, pull the stick out of your butt and go watch it. Like, 
there's no reason not to watch this anime. This anime has literally everything going for it. Yeah. I think the crew that is hesitant about this anime are the people that still haven't watched Beastars because they don't want people to think they're a furry. I mean, <laughs> you obviously are, but... No, I, I would say that if you're watching Beastars, you're you're a little bit of a furry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all have to swallow that pill before we watch Beastars, but it's a pill worth swallowing because Beastars was amazing. Um, Odd Taxi? You do not have to accept that you are a furry to watch Odd Taxi because there is nothing furry about this anime. So I'm just looking on my anime list and... Odd Taxi, I'm looking, it looks like it has probably the highest rating of the season. It broke the uh, top 100 of oh, all se time. Second highest of the season. Yeah. It, it is in the top 100 best anime on my anime list of all time, so I'm not surprised that it's so highly ranked this season because it's highly yeah, ranked it's, in general. It's ranked at 65. Yeah. Which, I think that's even higher than it was last time I checked. I think the season finale bumped it up a few places. Uh, I could believe it. That season finale was pretty incredible. Right? I, I think it was at 83 last I checked. So now that it's at 65, maybe it'll be higher by the time right. this episode goes live. But Maybe. maybe. Who knows? Uh, it's done by Studio L OLM and PICS. Yeah. Neither of which... I know a lot about, but I... No no clue. Yeah, hopefully this anime kind of put them on the map. Like I said, I think the reason people are hesitant about this is because they think it's a furry anime. They think this is going to be like a Gretzko or Beastars or all of those that are just anthropomorphized animals. It's not. Trust me, it's not. Just, uh, just embrace the furry inside, okay? <laughs> I don't even think you need to for this one. Uh, I think Super Eye Patch Wolf, speaking of furries, uh, <laughs> put it best. Shots fired. <laughs> put it best when he explained that Odd Taxi is the kind of show that you want to watch if you want to believe that anime is still considered an art form and a vehicle for telling interesting stories because that is exactly what Odd Taxi is. It has a beginning, a middle, an end. It draws all of the lines in the sand and connects them together. It's a bunch of loose ends that all get tied up neatly and it ends with you not really knowing what happens next. See, see to me, it's the uh, crazy conspiracy theory board yeah. <laughs> where there's one picture of Otokawa in the middle and strings strung out to all the corners of the board to various different other events. Well, that's literally what happens. The gorilla <laughs> doctor is actually doing that this, like for most of the show. Yeah. So one of the big questions that we talked about during our Odd Taxi episode and the re-recording of the Odd Taxi episode was what was in... <laughs> yes, uh, what, what was going on inside his mind. Well, not and, even just that. And, what was uh, in his house. Yeah, what was in his house. That's revealed. Yeah. Uh, the other big thing is 
are these people all animals or not? Yeah. And that's also revealed. I also pointed out in that episode that this anime did a poor job of representing uh, synesthesia, because that's actually how the whole thing was introduced, is that that was the condition he had. Uh, he does not have synesthesia. No, no, that is not the case. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing. Yeah, so I am happy that they did cover that, that they're just like, we're not misrepresenting a real mental condition that people have. So, yeah. uh, sorry if you guys hear a high-pitched squeaking noise. That's, we are dog-sitting. That's just our door hinge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, dog-sitting. He's, yeah. he's, he's a whiny baby. He's a whiny dog. Uh, he's pod dog for the week. Yep. So he's just a very whiny podcaster, which you guys listen to us, so you're used so, to it. <laughs> yeah. Shots fired again. At ourselves. <laughs> Cell phone. <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is the last show that we finished that wrapped up this season. And so now we can talk about the two continuing shows. Yes. So let's go ahead and start with Tokyo Revengers. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was thinking, like, because the episode before it was like, oh, we f- we fixed everything. And I'm just like, no, we didn't. You're going, wait a second. So I, I talked about this before uh, in our uh, Tokyo the, Revengers episode. About the time travel thing where there's the, the butterfly effect and mm. then there's Versus also the river, the, the river theory. Yeah, so you can throw stones upstream and it'll cause ripples, but move far enough downstream and the river will always correct itself. And that that is the point of... River theory, it is a kind of a lesser popular time travel theory, but one that is used quite a bit in Eastern media, I've noticed. Yeah, whereas Western media has embraced more of the the butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, I love how they brought that together, though. Like, you see the ripples happening immediately when he returns to his own time. Like, things like he's has his job back he 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 doesn't have uh the little brother's phone number yeah he has the massive scar on his hand his friend pursued his dream of becoming a hairstylist and you think like wow he changed the future but you realize those are just the ripples and eventually those ripples disappear and the timeline goes back to exactly how it was before yeah with all of the bad shit coming back together and forming a river again mm-hmm. and my god the way they handled it was so good oh i was literally shook like, <laughs> right like i i now get why people hype this series up so much i know that the manga readers have been talking about how this is the series that everybody should be watching at least until Chainsaw Man comes out and I get it I get manga readers are always right Uh, yeah yeah let's listen to the manga readers they are wise beyond our years because they have seen the future okay (laughs) (laughs) in a way I guess yeah and they will tell you when an anime adaptation like the promised neverland doesn't exist anymore (laughs) nerds nerds to the manga readers i am a light novel reader i know shit that the manga readers don't know yeah except it's gonna be told in the wrong order fuck (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mon manga readers, we, we see the future, but sometimes the future changes. Sometimes we do get the butterfly effect, and that's called the promised Neverland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm not much of a manga reader, but sometimes I am. So. This, animals just want to make noise today. They do. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, any final thoughts about Tokyo Revengers? I know we're going to be talking way more about the show going into next season. Yeah. Um, if you're not watching it, highly recommend go catch up right now yeah it's it is so good um and it has come such a long way from you know this kind of it, it to me it started off as this kind of cheesy little like oh i'm gonna go in the past and save my girlfriend thing and and it's it's still that but it's it's come so much further mm -hmm. Uh, my final thought on this before we go into the next season, I would like to please remind the fangirls, please, for the love of my sanity, these characters are middle school students. Okay. Please okay, stop thirsting okay, over them. But, 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 I'm not defending that in any ways. I'm just going to point out that the one guy looks younger as an adult than he does when he's in middle school. That's true. What the actual fuck? And they do imply <laughs> that the other character has definitely gotten laid by this point in his life, even though he's in middle school. Yeah. They imply that he, like, would get, like, BJs in, like, grade school, but... They're, these are middle school kids. Please stop thirsting over them. Yes. Please. Uh, they, they're... Mm, it's it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get... You could be like, I love these characters. They're very dear to me. The storytelling is very important. But please, please stop making memes about how attracted you are to them. It is creeping me out. <laughs> uh, I have fortunately not seen any of those memes. So, um... I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. So, it... I, I I know that these memes aren't being made by middle schoolers. I can tell you that much. Yep. Uh, I think that's the bell for us to end this episode. We have one more anime to talk about. Oh, actually. shit. You're right. What was yeah. the other one? Uh, the last one is To Your Eternity. Oh, yes. Um, uh, we did an episode about this earlier in the season, didn't we? We did, but we also did Odd Taxi and yeah. Zombieland Saga. But no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, we, we have talked about it. Yes, we bit. have. Uh... So, I, we mentioned in that episode that, like, the first episode, automatically a tearjerker. Yeah. Like, I genuinely cried in the first episode. Uh, there's a sad moment in the second arc as well that almost got to me. I was, I was like, okay. I was gonna say, it's had a couple other sad moments. But yeah. But it hasn't had any that have quite just punched you in the gut. Until this last episode... <laughs> Oh my god, I think I cried during the entire episode on my first watching of it. Yeah. Because I'd be like, this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. And then be like, okay, it's going to be okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much. Oh my god. The, yeah. The shot of the group hug was the most painful thing I have seen in an anime in a long time. I am not okay. Right. So, and this one is continuing on to next season, so I... <sighs> <laughs> Are you going to be able to handle it? I don't know! This one's so sad! <laughs> so this is just... Oh, it's so good, though. Like, oh, yeah. 
I didn't think the the Goo Goo arc was going to be my favorite arc. But oh my god! Well, that's because he, he started off as an annoying kid, and everyone hates an annoying kid. Yeah. But then it finished, and he's an adult, well, teenager, but but still, like, he's not that same annoying child he was when you first met him, and... And we really got to see him grow, too. Like, it wasn't even just, like... Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to see him go from being that annoying kid to being more of an adult, and why he is the way he is when he's older, because... He had to take all of those, like, lessons and apply them to his life. And we mentioned before, this kid had so many death flags that he dodged them like a freaking pro, though. He he was dodging them like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo, boy. Gugu was a strong character. Like... I, I think easily he should get nominated for Best Boy. Oh, yeah. When we roll around to the Crunchyroll Awards. And that's saying something because I have a very, like, certain criteria for Best Boys. And I just, I can't think anybody's going to top Goo Goo. Yeah, and uh, I don't normally do, like, the Best Boy list. You know, girls are my specialty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Goo Goo definitely deserves best boy. Yeah. Like, that's that's saying something. I think we'll probably get another My Hero Aka nominee, especially because that one kid is getting a lot of attention this season, the one with the purple hair. Uh, Shinsu. Yeah. I think. Yeah, the one. Something like that. The one with the mind control powers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we will get some of the uh, other, like, main shonen protagonists in the nominee like characters from like Jujutsu Kaisen we'll probably get uh, Yuji nominated this time instead of Gojo we'll probably get like we still have Chainsaw Man coming up too so we could get a best boy from that <laughs> yeah. series as well uh, I mean I don't know a lot about Chainsaw Man so I don't know who might be nominated but it's possible yeah but honestly if we I could throw any nominee into the ring it, it's Gugu yeah so, not somebody I would have predicted putting into that category if you had asked me this, like, two months ago. Yep. But, absolutely. 100%. Uh, I am super excited for this show to be continuing on to next season. And, yeah. So, I'm super happy. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up by talking about these shows that we did drop, because I know that we definitively dropped a few of them like i know some of them we're gonna try to get caught up before next week but there there are ones that we're just like no i I don't i don't think we're gonna continue watching them uh one in particular i mentioned at the beginning of the season i wasn't sure if i was gonna be continuing this one or not and that was uh jaron the princess of snow and blood yeah um I still kind of want to watch it, but at this point, I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, it's not one that I'm super enthusiastic about getting caught up on. Yeah. Uh, Higehiro, after being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Uh, I... There's only one episode that I haven't watched. Um, I've been watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I had... If, if you were to tell me, you know, two years ago that uh, 
one of the most wholesome shows in a season would have been about a girl running away from home and sleeping around, I would have called you a liar. <laughs> but it is wholesome. Um, that being said, don't pick up high school girls. Um, it is also not... It, it's confirmed to not get a second season. Yeah. Uh, since this one season did cover all of the the light novels okay. so it's it's that's it okay yeah i know that a lot of people were really defending this one in like the first week of the season like the first two weeks everybody was like everybody should be watching this one this one is fantastic and then like it fizzled out like i haven't heard anybody talk about this anime in weeks yeah so um like i said um i it, it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me you know, it's like, it's not great. And I know it's a romance between a grown man and a teenager, which is wrong. But it's cute. I think as long as you're not defending the concept, then it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't like the concept at all. I don't like the idea of anybody justifying any reason why an adult would have to date a teenager. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can really say about that is it's fiction. Yeah. It's fiction. Don't it, it it's wrong. Just, yeah. Yeah. I don't like people I've seen so many people like, "Oh, but it's in Japan." No. It's It's, it's the still, same rules still apply. It's still controversial in Japan. Look, like the look, thing is like not, not just that, but there's international laws, okay? Like there you can't just take a plane flight to, you know, some place that has a lower age of consent, you know, so you can do that. Because when you come back, you will get arrested. Yeah. You know, it's a thing. Yeah. International laws exist. And like I said, it's even <laughs> controversial in Japan. There's such a common misconception to people that, like, everybody in Japan is just totally cool with grown-ups and children dating. And it's like, it's... No, no it's, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's, like, not... Like, the legality of it is different there, but it's still extremely controversial. Yeah. Like, you probably won't get arrested, but you will be shamed for it. They're like, wow, you can't date somebody your own age? Yeah. Like, really? It's... Yeah. So, uh, another one I dropped was Card Fight, or Card Fight Vanguard Overdress. I did not even start that one. I really, really love the idea of a Vanguard series being animated by Clamp. Uh, and I thought the metaphor of basically a lot of the action taking place in their head was really cool because it actually did genuinely feel like what it's like to actually play card games with your friends. And it handled that really well, but I wasn't interested enough in this show to keep watching it. Yeah. So it, it fizzled out for me. Uh, I really hope that somebody out there really enjoyed it, but... Because it was cute. Uh, I also didn't write, like, a lot of the tropes in it. Like, the, the whole second episode had, like, a whole, like, awkward, misunderstanding boy love trope. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pedophilia! Stop! <laughs> Why is Clamp like this? Yeah. yeah. Clamp definitely is pretty apologetic to adults wanting to hook up with kids. So... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They've never put anything like that in any other series. Yeah, it's not like their signature series, Card Captor Sakura, didn't have multiple relationships like that. Never. Never <laughs> happened. Never happened. So, yeah. Uh, I love Clamp. 
I love Vanguard. Uh, not enough to keep watching this yeah. anime. So. And that's it. Those are the three main ones we drop. We will talk about more ones that we drop from Funimation next week, but some of those are still on the I might catch up list. Yep, so. pretty much. <laughs> We've just been so focused on Crunchyroll this season. Yeah. So, um, we'll so, let you know what we dropped so, next week. So, so there's your Crunchyroll half. There's your Crunchyroll half. Uh, I will be watching 86 this week as well, so don't worry. Yes, please do. Alright, with that, thanks for listening, you guys. Yep, thanks for listening. Take care of yourself this week, and bye. Bye.